Okay, we have begun. Good stuff. Alrighty. We're finally here, Jay. We finally did it. We're having a little midnight pod sesh here. I was going to say, Wait, this is like the first late night pod I think we've ever done. Although really it's only really night, technically right? two hours after we usually start. So. <laughs> true. It feels a lot later than that, though. It does, yeah. Different day to what we usually do. Very true. Um, so I might not be shouting off the rooftops. but No, nope, me neither. Very yeah, laid back. Still, still cool to <sighs> be talking about this game finally so let's just get right into it jay so this is our wonderland special so usually we have a weekly show which we talk about general video game stuff right uh-huh. and this is about the video game tiny tina's wonderlands a spin-off from borderlands the gearbox software ip i guess we got borderlands 1 we got borderlands 2 we got borderlands pre-sequel we got borderlands 3 we got loads of dlcs one of those DLCs was Assault on Dragon Keep in Borderlands 2. And that game inspired, or that DLC inspired this game, which is basically more of that, I would say. I mean, yeah, so if you actually, it's weird, like, if you actually watch, like, or play that DLC, like, it basically is the same game. Right. Like, it's just, uh, it's sort of, they made, like, a full game out of whatever that DLC was, essentially. So. Right. Did they do cool. like the same beats, like set pieces and stuff? Or? I'm not sure about all that, but I just okay. I just know that it is primarily the same idea. Because I think the the main idea from the DLC was that she was going through <coughs> the the death of Roland, right? Right. And right her right. and him would obviously become good friends over the however many years. <coughs> he she was almost like a father figure, and then obviously him dying basically sent Tina in a bit of a loopy kind of way yeah so she needed a way to escape and have fun with life still so she made up a D type thing or they they played the D thing together but um she sort of like found comfort in that which i think is quite cool yeah for sure uh-huh. so we've got a lot to talk about jay uh-huh. obviously it's a bit of a midnight pod so we not, might not be our normal energetic selves, but I'm sure it'll be different. I'm sure it'll be a different type of special. So, Jay, we're going to talk about lots of the different elements of the game, okay? Because I've just... So, I just finished it tonight. You finished it on your week off, or like even that weekend it came out, right? Like, in yeah. terms of reaching the end game. Um, so, you're way ahead of me in terms of end game stuff. I've still got one side quest to do. But to start off with... How many do you know how many hours you're in the game at all? Um, I'm like roughly 70. Okay, roughly. Like, I know I'm, I'm over three days, so whatever that can, is, you know. I'm just gonna look on mine quickly, see if I can find out exactly. Or pretty I'll, sure what you're a on. little over a day. I am. Oh dear, a day and 20 hours, apparently. Oh, really? More than I thought. So almost two days. You're three days and nine hours. Yeah, so I'm okay. nearly... Bloody hell. I'm nearly 48 hours into the game. So, first of all, Jay, mm-hmm. top level, top level thoughts. What did you think of Wonderlands? Did you uh, like it? Okay. Yeah, I definitely liked it. You know, it was like playing Borderlands again, but different. Right. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed my time with it. I wouldn't say there was at any point where I was like disappointed. 
it was just good old Borderlands, you know, basically. Another day at the office. <laughs> yeah, I was actually kind of impressed with the writing in this one. Um, I was kind of like, oh, they're sort of back to Borderlands style proper. Like there were definitely actually there was actually some proper laugh out loud moments for me. I was like, oh my True. god, that was actually funny, like legit funny yeah. stuff. But then there definitely was some other things where I was like, this is so like in one direction, Maybe. you know. It definitely swayed way on way too much this way. <laughs> I know we, we will talk about that. We will. Yeah, talk man, about it that. was rough. Like it was so blatant though. It was like. Yeah. It wasn't like they didn't try to hide it at all. I mean, they did, but it, they hid it so much that it was made it more obvious. I was like, oh Jesus! I mean, I I, I can get over that just for the fact that it's you know sort of expected from these guys at, at this point. So right, right. It's whatever. I'm but still going to enjoy it. I did. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm still enjoying not, it. Still enjoying it. Not to rank it, of course, but um. Ooh, that's tough. Can you give us a rough idea of? your thoughts of it compared to the other games like oh man yeah that's tough i mean yeah like, did so did you enjoy it as much as you know your time because it's not as big of a game as borderlands 3 but did you enjoy no. your time with it as much as borderlands 3 you know it's weird. Like... i feel like this game is definitely more geared towards the end game so sort of the initial campaign part of it didn't really feel like a borderlands game necessarily like it did, but like because it was obviously in the same vein. But I feel like Borderlands, previous Borderlands games, have probably spent a bit more time crafting like an actual like story that was like that made. How's uh, the best way to describe it? Because this this story isn't really like anything that's going on in the outside world. It's actually just within a right. game. Right. So it's more about Tina's mind and about her sort of like. Where you know why she's making certain decisions within the game, whereas previous Borderlands games are you know what's actually going on outside, <laughs> like and there's sort of like lots to follow, like everything like there's no, it's almost like there's no repercussions in this game because nobody's getting hurt. It's just feelings are getting hurt potentially, and that's pretty much it. So uh, story just feels different. Like it just feels more like you're playing pretend. Like you're playing pretend within playing pretend. Like Borderlands is obviously all pretend; it's not real. Right, right. But you're playing pretend in a playing pretend, so it's sort of like the, it's a bit like um, Inception or The Matrix. You know, it's a dream within a dream type situation. Right, 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 right. Which right. is kind of just fun, I guess. You just it's more I don't, this board, the previous Borderlands games felt like they were almost where there were like stakes, where like oh the story had to go somewhere where you could then want more. Whereas Tiny Tina is kind of like, well, they're in the writing process within the writing process, so it's kind of like they they can go wherever they want with it and it doesn't really matter. You know, like the characters aren't, within the game, aren't necessarily like affecting anything in the outside world necessarily. Like, I actually feel like I kind of want to know more about the other two characters. I'd have no idea what their names are. <laughs> Valentine. Um, Valentine and um, what's the robot's name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like if we'd learnt a bit more about those two, it might have been. I mean, they did. They definitely did some character development on those two characters. Um, it was more of like a lot of inferring through their personality and how they played. But I kind of wouldn't mind um, 
just playing a Borderlands game and then being like side characters, you know? Mm. Like they're kind of like so, DLC, not DLC, not DLC. They're kind of like side quest characters, you know, ones that you're like, oh, mm. so that's a cool side quest character. I'd like to know more about them, type, type kind of thing. So, so my overall thoughts are uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was pretty much everything I wanted. May maybe a little bit more, um, but unfortunately, on a top level th- le- level, yeah. um, there's too many symptoms here, Jay, of what I would consider a typical cash cow to have, okay. whereby there's issues with the game. Yes. So I was really hoping we would get a polished, you know. Borderlands 3 type Miles Morales thing here, if that makes sense, right? Where, like, it's a polished 20 to 30 hour experience um, with everything you kind of, they've learned through the Borderlands 3 process at launch kind of thing. And that's not what we have. Uh And it does feel like, I reckon another two weeks to a month would have really affected all of these things. Um, that are particular, like I would say, fairly small issues ish. Like they're not like game breaking. Oh my god, did I just delete all those notes? Oh, no, I didn't. But they're not <laughs> game breaking bugs or anything. But no. there's there is a few things here. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to talk to Jay about this because, yeah, it's it's a shame because I want to be like, yeah, it, inc- great, fantastic time, awesome. But there is a few things here holding it back, which is a bit annoying. Um, but most of it is great. Um, so Jay, let's, let's jump into it then. So we've, you, you've touched on the story, right? So I agree what you're saying about those characters, right? It's like, so we have Andy Samberg playing Valentine. Amazing. And then is it Wanda Sykes playing, um, the, the robot? Is that? Yeah, I recognize that. I feel like they're, those, their voices are very, very recognisable, and I didn't even have to look up who they were to sort of be like, "Oh, that's obviously these two, obviously." Right, and then you and have... they fit the characters very, very well. Like it made sense. They do. Do you know what's funny, Jay? I didn't. Re- I'm a massive Brooklyn Nine Nine fan, and I genuinely didn't realise it was Andy Samberg for really? about an that's hour and a half. Odd. I know, I know. That's, that's really odd. I, I feel like it is kind of one of those things where, you're like, did they were they able to get him? Like, was he busy? <laughs> Literally. And they have uh, Will Arnett as the main villain, so Brilliant. to speak. Brilliant. Yeah, he did um, Batman, right? The Lego Batman movies? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's become really a, bit of a, a bit of a voice actor recently. And then we had, of course, Ashley Birch as Tiny Tina, right? Yes. So I, So I thought the actors did a really good job, Jay. Uh, in general, um, I thought they probably did a better job than the writing. I feel like their performance is better than the writing, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I can agree um, with that. Not saying the writing's bad, I'm just saying that's Yeah, it's slightly like. off. It's slightly off. Yeah, maybe like 60 40. Right. And I do think that, like, not surprisingly, uh, Tiny Tina kind of steals the show here. Like, yeah. every time she's she's talking or she's on the screen as it were speaking to you i'm like oh, i love everything that's coming it's just amazing it's yeah just amazing yeah she is definitely a personality 100 percent. so so you thought the writing was better than maybe you what you expected yeah i was kind of like with borderlands 3 i was kind of like oh it sort of started to teeter off a little bit um 
but there were some pretty decent things in this. I was Tina being Tina, like she's going to say certain things that you kind of expect from her, right? But I feel like there were like jokes that were made. I couldn't give you any examples, but I definitely re remember there being like jokes or things that were said that were like genuinely fun. like a com like a comedian had come up with these type things, you know? Right, 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 right. Like it was you know comedian level funny. I was like, oh, I'm actually laughing properly hard at this. <laughs> Which yeah. I don't think I'd ever really had with Borderlands before, necessarily. I kind of just sort of like took it in stride before, whereas this felt sure. like it felt like, like, like it, laugh in your head or something. Yeah, it kind of felt more blatant than this one. Like they were actually trying. It almost felt like more like a show, you know, more like a thing that had been set up rather than. Um, it felt like less of a conversation and more of a scripted thing, mm. which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I felt like it worked in this instance. Yeah, I definitely think there are some laugh out loud moments here where, like, they'll do something quite clever. Yeah. Right? Very clever, yeah. Yeah, like, they'll. I'll move on to the set pieces stuff in a sec, but, or we will, but there's, like, a couple. There's quite a few fourth wall moments they use, which sure. are, like, quite funny effects. Yeah, very uh, Deadpool esque style exactly. of humor. Yeah, we'll get, well, yeah, exactly. probably a good way. Because uh, I know Claptrap do... is basically like that, right? He's very breaking the fourth wall. And I think we but only actually come across Claptrap once two in this or three game. Times. Maybe don't we? I two, can't remember. At least two. Oh yeah, because he helps us with the uh, the blacksmithing thing. Yeah. And then a couple. And of then times. he comes along um, with the different voice. You remember the different voice quest? No. <sighs> with the serpents. No, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, he only comes up twice, which I assume they basically got the feedback from people saying somehow claps become really annoying, well, yeah, like more I mean, annoying than usual. I'm glad he was in it at all. Honestly, I was kind of thinking that they were just going to not bother. But I, I think it's good they reduce his, his screen time. But um, but yeah, they do they do use some of those like to a really funny effect those fourth wall elements. Um, but I was going to say on the writing side of things, I did feel like. I was expecting it to be a little bit better overall in general. Sure. I think there's actually... So I think the, the moment-to-moment writing's, you know, good. Um, not that I could do any better, obviously, but I thought it was good. Yeah. But what I did think suffered, Jay, was like you say, there's there's basically no character development slash story arcs to any of the characters. Like, any of them, um, apart from maybe the villain. No, I want to say the villain definitely had the most... Tina, I think, comes in probably second, just because the villain is tied so much with Tina's yeah. mind. Yeah, I actually kind of want to say both Valentine and the robot had some level of character development in that. I think Valentine, there were like moments where like um, the robot character sort of like changed Valentine's mind about acting a certain way. Um, just because maybe he was being a bit ridiculous in some of the things he was doing, and I think they sort of like almost collaborated on becoming like better people by the end of the game. I think that was probably like the only amount of character mm. development there was, and it was very blatant while it was happening. But that was probably about it. Like it was just sort of like them being caricatures of themselves, really. Like they were just being like dumb. Like Valentine was sort of like the dumb hero, almost like a like a um, <sighs> Fry from Futurama. Right. That's kind of what, uh, remind like, like a mixture of like basically like Valentine was basically just like a mixture of Futurama characters to me. 
It was like a sort of snippets from each of these different Futurama characters. And then the robot character was almost kind of like very self-aware. Um, but Quite sarcastic, I would say. Yeah, very sarcastic. That's probably more what I was trying to look for. It was very sarcastic. Yeah. Um, and I felt like, yeah, there was definitely moments where they sort of like stuck to their own opinions, but other times where like a character influenced their, their opinion on something and they were probably like better off for it. That was probably like the only real amount of character development that we got. Which was like them becoming almost like how you, like in a lot of like Saturday uh, morning cartoons, like by the you know, maybe someone was being asked at the beginning, by the end of it they'd sort of learn their lesson. That's kind of how it felt. It just felt like a really long right. Saturday morning cartoon episode. That's a great, that's a great analogy, Jay. Yeah. Because I think looking at other games, obviously, even like Borderlands, like you know, I won't accept the whole argument of you know it's a Borderlands spin-off. It's like Borderlands Two of some of the best character development. You know, it, like I can still remember being. I, I I I bet if you go to some of the missions in Borderlands Two, you'll be like, man, this is you know good or funny or whatever. Um, so for me, they should have either stuck to one route, right? They either should have stuck to, okay, we're going to have some jokes in the game, but we are going to have some serious character development and a good payoff at the end, right? Um, or we're, we're not really going to have any of that and we're just going to go whole hog, like just jokes galore constantly all the time, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like they didn't quite put their guts into either route and I feel like maybe they could have benefited from doing that. I think something I'm realising now is that it doesn't really matter necessarily. Mm. Like I'm kind of of the mind of you know I'm thinking would it have would it have affected my experience with the game had it been worse or better? I'm not really sure. Hard to tell. Mm. So I don't... Right, we're probably looking at a 60-70% gameplay story here, right, for this game? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really listen to much of the story. Right. I mean, I did first time round, but it was, you know, it was... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't really... I think, like I said before, because it didn't really affect... It doesn't... The only, the only part of the story that actually affects the outside canon of, like, Borderlands is that... Tina's mindset and like how her character development—that's the only thing that really mattered, honestly. And you could have, you could have—they literally could have summed up the entirety of this game in like a ten-minute highlight reel, and it would have been just as in you know, maybe eh, not just as worth uh, worth my time, but it would have been you know easy to do, I guess. I'm not saying that it needed to be done; it's just saying that you know. I thought you could probably have that for most games or most media. You know, you could sum up uh, like a summary of it or whatever. But mm. um, yeah, it didn't really feel like there was anything. I mean, I'm hoping that in future uh, iterations of games that they do, that they sort of bring back characters from this and just sort of develop it. Because at that point, you you care more about it the second or third time round than you would do the first time. Because again, it's like it's like bringing in a new movie. Um, or a new character into a movie that already has very well established characters and being like, Why should I care about these people? So you can't they can this game is almost like a preamble to be like, We're gonna make you care like this and then that's you know, this is more of like a bridge between us not knowing anything about this these characters to then the characters becoming beloved in however which way they wanna do it. So this is just a preamble <laughs> for character development I imagine. 
and you can't really have much character development for characters you've just met, you know. I mean, you, you can. It's just about it, right? yeah, you can, like, but it's just like they just—they're probably playing the the long game, That's which is kind of what you want to do with the Borderlands, because there's only so many you can make, I imagine. Well, you know, is there going to be ten eventually? Like, what are they going to stop? <laughs> what are they going to do? You know. Well, to be fair, at least they haven't like annualized it and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I feel like if it was like they made a Borderlands like how they make Assassin's Creed, it'd probably be really bad. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um. The last thing on the story, Joe, I was just going to say, I know I've just come fresh off the ending, but I don't think it was very good. Uh, it was very kind of like, oh, okay, that's the ending. And I know like, every, I know you've just said everything you've just said, but I was expecting a bit more of relation to the wider Borderlands universe or a bit more of a payoff of, oh, this is Tiny Tina's revelation or this happens just before Roland dies or some sort of twist like that. But no- nothing like that even comes close. I feel like it, this then relates back to what you said about it being a bit of a cash cow in that they don't really care about the audience. Uh, the general audience knowing anything about the story, they care more about the general audience just having fun with the game, and that the real, the sort of like more true Borderlands fans will care. But people who are just coming into it, this being their first like Borderlands experience, will be like, "Oh, this, is, this was wacky. I might go back and play the other ones." You know, I think it was more of just like an introduction for the next generation of fans. And then the people who like to know more about the story will be like, oh, that was a nice addition to something that we already knew, you know? It was almost like a one-shot comic. If I'm comparing it to anything else, like you've got a comic series and then you have like every so often you have a one-shot. It's like a little additional story that maybe um, adds on to something that was maybe like a really like fleeting thing in like a previous thing that actually felt more important to you or whatever it might be, so... That's kind of half. It just feels more like a one-shot, I guess. Which I guess is another word for DLC, I'm not sure. <laughs> Although, to me, DLC is more like a series than an actual one-shot. So, I don't know. But yeah, I understand what you mean. I understand what you mean. Jay, let's move on to... the gameplay. Okay. I think we both agree the gameplay is pretty good. Like pretty similar to Borderlands. I mean, yeah, it's much the same as Borderlands. I was actually when I first saw the UI, I wasn't that. I didn't like it that much, but I'm I'm definitely used to it now. I feel like UI in games is like one of the things that takes the longest for me to get used to. Because um, I remember when Street Fighter Five first came out, the UI for that was awful. I was like, oh, really? that's so gross. <laughs> but it's the same as it is now as it was back then. It's, there's like slight tweaks to it, but. It's kind of, it just kind of grows on you. I feel like UI is one of those things that takes the longest to grow on you in games. But it didn't take that long for me to grow, to grow on me in this one. Um, I guess the biggest differences from previous iterations to this game is that we don't have characters as classes now. They're more of like classes that are characters. If that makes sense. Yeah. So there's like the the characters you play. I don't have names. They're just you. They're like a create right, your we own. Have, we have character creation, and then yeah. we have the cl- yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also so, yeah, six class classes system. rather than four. Right. Right. So so let's break it down for people who haven't played it. So mm. normal Borderlands stuff. You've got four Fault Hunters. They'll probably put in more for DLC, right? So you have four different characters to pick from from day one. Yeah. You then have usually three skill trees, Jay, which you can mix and match and go into, and each of them have got different. Yeah, make different builds and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but this one, 
you basically have a create your own character. So I'm an orc with like spiky black hair, as Jay saw just earlier, because we did a couple of achievements. Um, Jay's a fucking death eater. And, um, well, it's weird. If you see underneath my mask, I'm sort of like a uh, like a vamp. I look like a like yeah, like a Skyrim vampire. Cool. So like the sort of like grayish skin, grayish purpley skin, pointy ears, um, like a scar across my face, couple tattoos. Uh, nice. I've got I've got thread like thread going through my lips. Wow. So my lips okay. are like like sewn together, which looks pretty cool. Stuff like that. So yeah. <laughs> very good well um yes so you and we basically you have one main class for yeah. main class that you can't change well actually it's not necessarily up to a certain level it's actually up to a certain mission so i think the earliest you can have a secondary right. class is like level 11 i think right but that's if you like rush through the game super quick yes yeah, so you've got that and then the subclass is your second class but you can change that one right but yeah. they're both active at the same time mm -hmm. so you can mix and match and make them hybrid so jay let's do the class reveal then let's just, just straight on we've got to tell each other because like guys we haven't spoke to, about about the game to each other like hardly at all right i was asking jay some questions about how loot works and stuff but we haven't spoke about anything oh we're gonna so... go in we're gonna have so much fun i can't wait to explain things to you this is all you know this is a really fun moment for me so, Jake, what's your class? What's your character? What's, what's your build? my build? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so my main class is a spell shot. Really? Which is the spell slinging mage class, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my secondary at the moment is Graveborn, um, which is oh, wow. like yeah. uh, more more of a That's mage. It's more like a death mage or like a blood mage, I guess you could call it. You know, it's a mage yeah. that uses health as like a resource. But that's not really kind of what I go for. Not really. My build is sort of more around um, gun damage and using a buffing spell to make all my damage increased by like a hell of a lot. A hell of a lot. There's a bit of a there's a bit of a weird interaction in the game where because the spell shot can equip two spells at one time. If you have a buff spell in your right slot and a high damaging spell in your left slot, you can increase your damage by a hell of a lot, basically. Like, more than you should be able to, which I'm hoping they don't fix. I'm hoping it's just like a thing that they intentionally meant to happen. Okay. Because if they fix that, then my build is basically null and void at this point. So. <laughs> okay. And what sort of, do you remember, like, what sort of creature you decided to create and stuff? Have you changed it much since you started? Oh, what you mean, like, what my character looks like and stuff? Yeah. Uh, well, like I said before, it's just kind of like a very vampire-y type looking thing, right? Like humanoid then? Yeah, humanoid, but um, a vampire. Okay. Just right. It sort of reminded me more of what Skyrim was like. I also went with... Uh, the the personality of my character is like a is the strange one. Do you remember the strange one? Yeah, yeah. Where it's kind of, so it's a woman's voice. It's like a strange one. So she's almost like a sort of like a mad. You, you got a female character. Yeah, female character, and it's almost kind of like a mad witch, I guess. She's like a just like a really odd. She's like a very well spoken oh. witch. Right, right, right. Well spoken, right. but very odd. Like she sort of says things that are like that was a bit rough. 
like a bit weird, a bit strange, you know. So it fits the character quite well. What about yourself? I'll go into more detail, so, there, but I just kind of want a general of yours. Yeah, sure. I think. I mean, I think you guessed it, but um, yeah, you would have because you know the classes. But anyway, so mine is a, an orc, um, done in the inspiration of my D and D character Newark. So I've got good like. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Newark or Newark? Newark. Uh, is it spelt like Newark? It's N-U-A-R-K. Oh, wow. Okay, so not N-E-W-A-R-K. Okay, interesting. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, he's got green skin. He's got, like, sort of standard-looking knightish armor, like chainmail sort of shit. And apparently he's got, I've got a, cape a cape as recently. well. That's yeah, that's my armor I picked up. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, so anyway. when you change your armor mod, it also changes how your armor looks as well. Right, okay. Yeah. So that's that. Um, my class is a clawbringer. Oh, God. <laughs> the glasses are coming off. The glasses are coming how, off. Jay, I have no idea what the worst one is. How am I supposed to know what the worst one is? <laughs> oh, God. I can't. I can't. And my subclass is a spore warden. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. I actually thought they complement each other quite well, personally. But um, um, yeah. yeah, so the 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 uh, the clawbringer <laughs> is, is the worst is, one by a mile. Yeah, it's technically the worst class. Okay. Um, but recently, it has become people have sort of started to figure out what you can do with it to make it good. So there's sure. definitely things you can do with it. I have a feeling you, your second class might change. Um, but we'll have to see what we can do with it to sort of make it um, good enough. You know? <laughs> well, look. To be fair, I'm actually kind of jealous in a way because I kind of like I, I'm I'm a, I'm a bit of a you know me. I always tend to choose. I tend to enjoy things that not a lot of a lot not a lot of other people enjoy. Right. So for me, like knowing that a character is bad, I kind of like get the urge to be like, oh, I want to try and unlock the potential of this bad character. Which I think a lot of people have done in the last week or so. So I kind of have a feeling if you did some research on some Clawbringer builds, you actually might find yourself sort of like having a second wind of like, oh wow, I actually kind of like can do so much with this, and mm. then you know, I can enjoy it even more knowing that I can you know create different variations. So what what's yeah, like your so current like setup then? What's like your yeah, how do sure. you do damage? So. So, firstly, the reason I picked Clawbringer was because yeah, the main menu was just like, it was a damage dealer. And I was just like, all right, well, I just want to deal a lot of damage. That's it. And I hadn't got the balls to be a Graveborn. I'm not good enough at builds for a Graveborn. So I just didn't pick that. Okay. But that was definitely not, like, I was looking at that thinking, because I was like, Jay's going to fucking pick that. I know he is. I know Jay. Eventually, I got um, that, yeah. Which is weird, because so initially I had Stabamancer for the entirety of my campaign. Really? So I was, I was a spell shot Stabamancer. And then I realized I, I unlocked the potential and got more damage out of Graveborn. So. I am shocked that the the Berserker and the Stabomancer aren't worse than the Clawbringer, if I'm honest with you. On their own, they are. But not combined with... It's, so the tier list currently is like Spore Warden and Spellshot are the best classes. Berserker... Oh, Spore Warden, the best class! I'll explain later. Um, okay. Berserker... 
Stabber Monster, and what's the other class that isn't Clawbringer? There's one more that I'm forgetting. Graveborn. Graveborn are the middle tier, and then Clawbringer is at the bottom. Right, okay. So, on the spore one side of things, then, is that the best because of that plus 25% critical hit damage by no, any chance? No, the, it has one particular skill that has, like, a ricocheting effect. Yeah, the, and that's that, the that's point. where the most yeah. damage comes from. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the re so what my damage Jay. So basically, <laughs> I have tried to min max my character Jay. Okay. I was very brave, and We've I got took a lot my... further to go. Yeah. I I was very strategic with this Jay, and I'll uh, just to defend myself here for a second. <laughs> okay. I am gliding through the game on intense difficulty by myself, so I feel like I'm not doing. Oh, too that's bad. another thing. Yeah. So you're playing it on hard mode. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, there's not, that's not necessarily uh, necessary. <laughs> oh, do you not get better loot? No, I don't think so. I thought you did. It's probably why anyway, it's taking I you so like... long to really beat the game. Well, I feel like it. No, 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 no. I only turned it on when I started getting really good. Basically, like when oh, I. I see. Well, you felt like it got someone... too easy. I understand. Exactly, and also, um, I think that just on a quick side note, I think the game is very good because. You know, it does that thing like that Borderlands thing of it's fun when it starts, but actually it gets even more fun when you get better, which is quite clever, really. But anyway, um, so my damage J comes from my companions mainly. Yeah, so I just need to tell you something really quick. I don't know if the camera can pick this up, but these are all okay. the damage multiplier multipliers depending on what damage you're doing against flesh, armor, ward, or bone. And I think part of the reason why. Yeah, so you can't see it that well, but do you see the ones that have the three different numbers? Yeah. So depending yeah. on what difficulty you're playing on, you're actually doing less damage overall. So if you're playing on intense, you're actually doing 70% of the damage you would be doing with certain elements. Okay. So you actually, if you went to relax, you'd probably feel like you were like overpowered. <laughs> Are you playing on relax? Yeah, I have been the entire time. I think I was on balance, maybe like the first five levels, and I was like, oh, I can't be asked, I'm just going to make it easy. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we're learning new things. Well, I think my build's excellent then, Jay. I'm not going to lie to you. I think Probably. My and it will awesome. be able to improve it a hell of a lot more, trust me. A hell of okay, a lot more. So, I can't really explain, Jay, what I've decided to do here, but I have respected my tree a few times. So, one oh, of okay. my main damages is my companions. Yeah, so companion is probably out... one of the bigger things at the minute that a lot of people are trying to do. So I've maxed out my mushroom kid. That yeah. would be uh, Fred. And Have you um, named him I've or is that his out... actual name? No, I've named him. Okay. And um, I've maxed out my wyvern damage as well. He hasn't got a name. Um, and then I've also got a few other skills that complement their skill. I can't really summarize it in short, Jay, but basically it's all to do with status damage... Yep. Using my skill, skill yep. cooldown, yep. gun kill stacks, stacking mm -hmm. up my elemental damage, stacking up my fire rate, my reload speed. It, it, it is working. It is, I think yeah. it's working. So the Clawbringer is basically um, the jack of all trades, master of none right, character okay. class. So basically it, it tends to utilize every element of damage. Um, just not to their like full potential, I guess you could say. It definitely has a lot of cool utility, though. I think that's probably what makes it most fun is how you, um, 
there's certain things you can do with it that other characters can't necessarily do as well. So it has I its strength. Really but... wanted... I also really wanted the Thor ability, which is fun. Yeah, that makes fun. sense. I haven't even tried it, so I don't even know what it's like too much. To be honest. Fair. I I knew that I, picked, I just knew that I would somehow pick the worst class. I, just, I also I just knew, knew I just yeah I knew it too. I was just waiting for it. Luckily, you picked a subclass as uh, one of the better ones. But I have a feeling I already know we're going to change that at some point. Really? Oh, Potentially. I like my build at the moment. It just yeah. depends on what you want to do with it. You know, I don't think there's oh, actually a, right. I don't, currently I don't think there is a a claw bringer and spore wound build. I think there's only claw bringers and everything else. <laughs> so we'll see. Okay. We'll see. They could be new ones that I haven't seen. All right. Well, um, yeah, that's basically my my character. So, like, Sweet. all of my my companions do a lot of damage. Like, it's a lot of damage. Not much health. Not much shield. I maxed out my strength, which is my critical hit damage. So I maxed yeah. out my dexterity, which yeah. is my critical hit chance. Yeah, that's basically the only two every... you really need to do. Everything else just needs to go into Constitution. Which is exactly what I did. Yep. Yeah. See, we yeah, we know how to play D and D. So that's, I feel yeah. So I feel like I've done okay on that side. Yeah, of that's exactly what you needed to do. You put everything into the first two, and then everything else after that into constitution, and you should be fine. But you, you must, you should. I assume you put yours into wisdom as the spell shot, right? Because nope. of the spell cooldown. No, so my build isn't necessarily a spell build. I only technically use two spells, um, and very sparsely. I only really use the buff spell, and that's it. And I use it every nine seconds or so. Okay. And it, it only lasts five seconds, but I think the cooldown is nine. But luckily, the one of my skills is that um, if I kill an enemy with a critical hit, I have a chance of resetting all my spells, the cooldowns. So I can pretty much have oh, yeah. my cooldowns up constantly. So. Jeez. Just uh, quickly, Jay, I think our discussions have really promoted um, this new... This new ability for me to appreciate like builds and skills and things like yeah, I would you're playing usually... Borderlands a very different way to how you probably usually do. Right, exactly, and it's it's nice, it's nice. Yeah, this is how Speaking I've been of... playing it. <laughs> it's weird. I feel like I've only really been playing it like this since Borderlands Three, honestly, because Borderlands One and Two didn't necessarily. While they, you could do this with those two, it was a lot harder to do. Mm. Like Three made it a hell of a lot easier, and this one's made it even easier since then. So. Which I think is a good thing. They've speaking, made it a lot more accessible. Speaking of spells, Jay, obviously spells is one of the things that really differentiates the Yeah, instead of grenades, we've got spells, yeah. Right. So what what are your thoughts on... Okay, first of all, Jay, I didn't realise guns were going to be this forefront in this game. I thought we were going to get crossbows and shit. I was totally wrong. Mm, technically, we do have crossbows. They're pistols no, and assault rifles. <laughs> Yeah, have a crossbow just, on them, I guess you could say. I just didn't realise we were going to get the full shebang, rocket launches, sniper rifle. Oh, I didn't okay. That. Yeah, well, probably um, a good thing you didn't know, because it surprised you, right? So. Correct, correct. But it, it, just just generally speaking on the gameplay loop, with that that being thought about in the spells, what are your thoughts on the diff- You know how it differs from Borderlands 3? Mm. Like, grenades have always been a bit of a um, weird thing for me, because they almost felt like... Um, a bit of a wasted slot, I guess. And spells have definitely opened up uh, just more utility, right? More like build uh, possibilities, I guess. Like, there definitely were grenade builds on previous Borderlands, but um, spells have opened it up even more since then. So, 
I'm happy about that. Yeah, there's lots to choose from, lots of variations. So, yeah, they they feel a lot less wasted of a slot. Like there's a lot, they're a lot more pinpoint because grenades are obviously just like a arcing explosive, whereas mm. there's so many spells and so many different variations of how they work that it's just like almost guaranteed to hit most of the time. So it's a lot more. You're actually gonna get. You're actually gonna see the full potential of the damage a bit more. So happy about that. Grenades have always been a bit funny to me. They're just like you have to be like weirdly accurate with it, whereas the spells do that. A lot of them home in, so it doesn't really matter, you know. Sure. It's whatever. Yeah, I agree. They are much more effective than yeah. uh, than grenades for sure. Yeah. yeah. Jay, I'm gonna move on to the bad. Okay. Is there is there is there anything else you want to discuss in terms of what you like about the game? And just generally good stuff. Um, I would I, I would give a shout out to the Chaos Chamber Endgame stuff because I think they have put some emphasis on that. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I was headed. I was kind of headed with this game definitely um, feels more like an Endgame type game, and that I think most of the DLC that we're going to see for this game is probably going to be geared towards that. I know that the first lot is. I wouldn't mind if the second or third lot was more geared towards just campaign stuff, but um, as long as it always adds to the end game, I'll be happy with that. It almost feels like more like a Destiny type thing, whereas like all the DLC feels like a mixture of both campaign and endgame content, which is I think is probably the best thing you can do for longevity in this game because it's such a small game in comparison to other Borderlands. You're going to want longevity in endgame. I think they've also figured out from previous Borderlands that most people tend to just want to farm loot, so they've figured out a fun way to do that more than usual. So right. Yeah, that's probably what one of the your... best things about the game. <laughs> what was your thoughts, Jay, about the price point compared to the length of the oh, Well, let's God, actually, yeah, yeah, let's talk about the length of the game quickly. Um, what did you think about that? What was it, like 20 plus hours? 20, Something 25? Like yeah, yeah. I know it was for me. It's probably a bit longer for you. But you, we're talking side quests and all, right? Yeah, so for me, it was about the same length as a Pokemon game, honestly. Like I'd say most Pokemon campaigns tend to last about 20 to 25 hours. I thought you were longer than that, no? Uh, depends on how quickly you yeah, do it, I, mean, you I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But it's any, I mean, yeah, some, it depends on the game and the generation. Like I feel like some are longer than others, but yeah. Definitely. Did you... Um, did you... <sighs> I mean, if we go right the pound, the pound for hour, right? Obviously, yeah. the end game you're getting most of your value, but yeah, I haven't quite hit the limit for my pound to hour spent yet. Um, I'm almost there. Don't forget there. the DLCs will add that, right? Because the, the DLCs, DLCs will add that exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. But no, I think it's definitely worth the price point as long as you plan to play the end game. If you don't plan to play the end game, it's not worth the price point. Very good. If you're just a campaign person, then it's not, probably not for you because it's going to be cost. You'd have, I'd wait to get it on sale, probably. That's probably my best advice. Like wait till it's like forty quid at some point, you know, or even yeah. like uh, thirty-five or thirty. Anyway. Yeah, this game was definitely built for end game, hundred percent. It was built with farming in mind and and there being an end game loop. So, no, I think it's worth it, definitely for uh, for us at least. Maybe not for other people. I'm not sure. It's down to them. I'd probably there's probably I... a lot of people who don't look at that as a metric, right? For pounds per hour spent, right. they just think a game costs what it costs, and I'll play it for as long as I need to play it for. Yeah. I um, 
I was a little bit worried. I sort of got halfway through the game and I was sort of like, is this, is this going to be it? You know, is this it? It's yeah, not, exactly. It's not, it's not that. It's not, <laughs> I think it's I not felt the small. same it's way. A good size. Yeah, it's a good size. Um, <laughs> dude, we nearly, we nearly over, this is the problem, right? With like, doing with fucking passing out and stuff. We nearly skipped over one of the coolest bits of the game, which is the overworld, which is great. Uh, yes. So you, a whole new element. Like a traditional D and D game, you've got the overworld where you've got a small character, big head, and that's where you're going from location to location, right? And you've got random battle encounters. You've got dungeons, yeah, which like, basically, like Pokemon. <laughs> or like right, a Final Fantasy, you know, right? Right, exactly. Where like they'll generate a random battle in a in a preset location, um, which is. Do you know what, Jay? For some reason, maybe it's because the Borderlands loop is, you know, fairly repetitive. Um, but those um, battle encounters, even at the dungeon battle encounters, just didn't seem that repetitive to me. I don't know about you, but I think maybe because the gameplay is so fun, but they just didn't seem that repetitive to me. I felt like they weren't necessary. Oh, really? Very unnecessary. Buff- just bu- 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 buffing out the game. I think I've maybe thing. only done three of them. And it was by accident. Right. There was like one you have to do on purpose at the start of the game, and then there was two that I just didn't escape from in time. Sorry, like, let me be very clear, Jay. Not talking about the random battle encounters necessarily, but the dungeons as well. You know, and where you get the shrine pieces. Oh, you mean? Like oh, okay, yeah. They they definitely uh, make it worth it because uh, it's just like another aspect, right, of like a D and D overworld type thing. Um, but yeah, the random encounters were just pointless. Sure. Like, it didn't, like a like, novelty almost? Yeah. It was just kind of more of like something that made sense in the in the thematic yeah. style of the game rather than actually being for any particular use. I mean, I guess some people, if you were like a really noobish type gamer, you could probably see it as some sort of like loot and XP farming type thing. But you could do that much more efficiently elsewhere. So. Right. But if you were um, very new to this type of game, you might see that as like a good opportunity to do that. Yeah. But no, I didn't like that. I, I like the ruins and everything, though. I like the sort of like, yeah, going to find shrine pieces around the world to help you get the buffs that you need, stuff like that. That, that was very cool. I enjoyed that. I also do appreciate. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say the amount of collectibles because it does give value to me. There are a lot gamer, actually. So There's it was quite two hundred and sixty dice. It's a lot. A uh, hundred scrolls, I want to say. Yeah. I th- oh god, how many? Marbles. I think there was there was twenty five poetry pages. There was like twenty five marbles. Um, there's a lot. There's there? a lot. Yeah. So there's probably about five hundred collectibles in total. But you only really need the die. Like three hundred and fifty of them, maybe, to actually like make any difference. Well, the the law scrolls like are just sort of like stuff. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you actually yeah. get um, permanent buffs once yeah. you collect them, which is actually like probably one of my favourite things about the game, in that it's more of an incentive to actually collect all the collectibles. Yes, definitely. Definitely. If in you fact, start yeah, doing I that thought, more. <laughs> I thought the dice was actually brilliant, because it, it to me... To me, like hardcore gamers like yourself won't necessarily get all the collectibles, which is obviously ironic because of how much you play, not you personally, but how much yeah, hardcore just, players yeah, play yeah. games, right? Sure, sure. Um, but what was so brilliant about the dice is, is that it has that motivation for you to get all the collectibles because it will affect your, you know, all that end game. It affects stuff. the so end game, quite... yeah, 100%. So I thought it was quite clever. I guess I could reveal my, my loot luck at this point, no? 
Yeah, go on, crack on. So loot luck, for those who don't know, is essentially the like a number that multiplies your chance of being able to see legendaries whenever you get a drop from like a boss or from any enemy in particular. Um, so I think my current loot luck at the minute is a little over thirty thousand. So I I see legendaries fairly regularly. That's really high, Jay. Yeah, it is ridiculously high. It's primarily high just because I have all the the uh, dice. Die. So the dice, I think once you have all the dice, you get um, a 35% loot luck increase. Um, I'm trying to remember what else. And the shrine need. as well. Yeah, so the yeah. shrine gives you 10%, so that's 45%. You can have gear that increases it as well. You can. I tend not to wear any of those, though. I know there was something else. Uh... Because I think th there's also a bit of a glitch at the minute, where whenever you start up a new, whenever you start up your game for um, Wonderlands, your loot luck actually doesn't get affected by the buffs that you have in game until you go to a different area. Right. Okay. I don't know if you noticed this. Did you notice this at all? No. So my thirty thousand loot luck when I first start up the game will actually only be about nine thousand nine hundred. So I have to like either change my chaos level and reset it back to 20 or just move it to a different area for it to actually go to the proper number. So there's been a couple of times where I've done a chaos run with only 10,000 loot luck versus 30,000 loot luck. No. So I've just sort of like wasted that run essentially and I could have got better loot. Did, but... did you like notice that like this loot drops just weren't nearly as good? Yeah, so I sort of wondered why. I checked my loot luck and it was lower than usual. So I was like, why is this happening? Apparently it's Jeez. something that the the... I'm not sure if they know about, but it's sort of a lot of people are moaning about it at the minute. So, because <laughs> every time I, I want to reset my game to do an, a boss run again, I have to just change my chaos level from 19 to back to 20 to fix it, essentially. So, and yet another thing. So, problem is, I should have wrote down my thoughts as I played the game, but I didn't. I wrote them down it's when fine. I finished it. It's whatever. It's whatever. Um. What I did think, Jay, was uh, a lot of people are saying this, but I agree, is that um, you really do feel the difference of the settings in this game. Um, I say the quality. Of, like, you mean? Tr that, but also like the, the the differences of it not being Pandora and some of the other like places we saw in Borderlands Three, right? Like we're seeing forests and we're seeing this fantasy setting, and it really feels refreshing. With oh the yeah, land style. It feels really refreshing. Definitely... I think that's originally why the uh, the DLC, you know, Salt on Dragons Keep DLC, sort oh, of resonated true. because it felt so re refreshing. Just different colors, to... <laughs> different color palette. Different you know? colors. Yeah, exactly. I feel like most of um, the band Borderlands previous like color palette is just like grays and creams and browns, basically. It's just sort of like you know, much of the same stuff. A lot of red. Right. No real like neon-y type bright yellows or greens or blues or anything. So, and I think that so like you get worried, don't you, Jay? Right? Like, oh, they're doing a a, a Wonderlands game. Like, is it a bit more of like they're dragging out a DLC? But actually, I think they were justified in making this a full game in the sense that it feels refreshing enough, basically. Oh yeah, I'm kind of um, hoping that whatever they do next, they're gonna pull a lot of resources from this game. It definitely feels like was, a lot nicer, a lot crisper, just a lot more vibrant yeah. as well. The other thing was uh, some of the set pieces, Jay, are extraordinary, right? Yeah, I so, think Tangle um, Drift is probably is that what it's called. 
the Tangle Drift. That the name of the so. place is probably like the, my, one of the most more impressive uh, areas that you go to. Interesting. Go on. In that it's a it's magic. So there's a side quest where you have to chuck a magic bean into a town. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. And yeah, the yeah, bean yeah, yeah. explodes and turns into like Jack and the Beanstalk essentially, and and it literally splits the town into like shards that go into the sky, and you have to now traverse this beanstalk to be able to get to the top or whatever. I thought that was awesome. Like, I think the I think the one of the main things with this game is verticality. Like a lot of it was very vertical, and I think most of Borderlands has been just like a very flat plane most of the time. Mm. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that. That was a different different take on it. You know, definitely. I um there was a few. I, I like most of the areas, right? But there are a few areas which I genuinely love, if not adore. I just obviously you know bright hoof and stuff is great um so i i i wanted to say i want to compliment this this moment jay but it is a spoiler really um but the moment where the map expands massively mm-hmm. do, you know, do you know what i'm trying to say oh you mean when the the ocean yeah yeah no i genuinely my jaw like dropped i was like i literally sat there like that right. for like 20 well more like a couple of minutes really but you know like it kind of blew like, my mind i was like oh my god this is like I, I this like, next level stuff exactly like i'm gonna remember that moment for a long yeah, time yeah that was definitely like the 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 key moment of the game where like oh they're not they're not fucking around right now you know right right right. like they're really trying to impress us and it was good because exactly. it was like fairly early too. It's fairly early. Well, kind of early right. in the game, about third like, way through. Third, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Jake, let's move on to the issues. Then. I actually just kind of want to like say one thing. Oh, Did cool. you play the game in performance or quality mode? Dude, from now on, call me Mister Performance because I ain't doing quality mode. That's all I'll say. What What was you playing? Quality. Are you crazy? I know. So you weren't playing. Oh wait, oh, is it one of those where it's still sixty frames? Yeah, I feel like I'm still able to get good frames even on quality. Because on performance mode, the game looked awful. You're crazy. No, even I have a massive 4K TV and it just doesn't look good. On performance, it's just I... super pixely. I'm like, this game looks rough around the edges. Oh, Jesus Christ! I... Dude, when I picked when I picked quality, like I could definitely tell the drops were more frequent. I would say. Mm. Yeah, no, I can understand that. That's probably why I okay. There's actually a pretty good segue into like some of the bad things of the game, but sure. I've had my game has crashed probably ten times. Right, I've I'm not sure if you've heard. Crashes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't remember the last time I played a game that crashed this much. <laughs> Other than I remember there being a PS5 or a PS4 game that I used to play that maybe crashed a lot. I can't remember what it was now, but. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of crashes. I think since the hotfix, though, I've had nearly, I've had none. So I think it was just the initial build of the game had a little bit issues. I think the the most annoying crash I had was in the middle of a chaos run. But yeah, other, other than that, yeah, not too bad. Right. So these are some of the things, right? That 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 definitely need fixing. Yeah, right? please. Yeah. Um. So yeah, crashes. Great shout, Jay. Apparently, there was some matchmaking issues at launch as well. Um, okay, I feel yeah, like they're probably all right now. I mean, we tried it a little while ago. It seems fine. True, true. Um, Jay, the number one spot on my list: inventory management. 
is bad. Yeah. This so game. this is the annoying thing. This is I don't, we might agree on this. Oh, I don't know why they did this. So weird. So when you go to try to equip a new piece of gear, yeah. Instead of it staying on the right side, it goes to the left. Yeah. So like it almost feels like you have to like scroll back over. Yeah. And you, it doesn't like pop re-pop back up. So you're having to look at something in the distance and you can't quite see it properly. And it, it also doesn't compare at the same time. I know. So like you can't even compare the stats. You just have to sort of like equip it and hope that it's the different. Correct. Like that, that was the weirdest thing to me. Like they literally didn't, they didn't, they didn't copy and paste Borderlands 3 when they should have done in that exactly. instance. Like the, yeah, the inventory management, they should have just took it and copied it. They they just for some reason made it a worse version. I even said a little while ago, it sort of felt like a beta version of Borderlands 3 at this point. It, yeah. Kind of like why didn't why it's isn't so that like a bad. priority? You know. Apparently, I read online that in Borderlands 2, you could sell every item in your inventory that wasn't equipped or wasn't favorited or something. And I'm pretty yeah, sure you still do that now. You have to mark everything as junk. You do have to mark it all as junk. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You wouldn't. Have, you didn't have to do that before. Oh, okay. No, that I'm not too worried about. In Borderlands 3, you had to do that. Oh so my I, god, I Jay, care. Jay, I can't, I can't deal with this fucking junk. Not. Are you joking? What I want to do is when I'm looking at a weapon and I can see it's not as good, press Y to pick up and mark as junk. Oh, look at that. Yeah, you have to. You have to double click the uh, one of the uh, joysticks, right? Right. Yeah, because you click it once. All Seventy. I have to go through all 70 of my backpack slots every single time to do that, Jay. Yeah, that is too. a no-go in 2022. You know yeah, I, mean? I guess so. But I don't know. I, feel, I, I quite like looking through every bit of gear just to see because I know there's been times where I've potentially missed out sure. on a better piece of gear just by like not looking at it properly. So I feel like sure. that's somewhat helpful. I, I didn't like it, but okay. alas, alas. Yeah, they need to fix inventory bad. 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 Um, I would also say uh, the world feels a little dead sometimes because I feel like there's just not that many people wandering Yeah, it's around. weird. They're, this was like a big thing they spoke about uh, even before the game came out. And they, the way they counteracted that was whenever you killed a certain amount of enemies in an area, they'd respawn, I think, quicker than they usually do. So like in previous Borderlands games, they'd be like... You could completely wipe out a map, and they wouldn't respawn for like half an hour, forty-five minutes. I see. Whereas I see. now they they spawn within like ten minutes of you killing them or something like that, maybe even five. Right. So if you're too okay. slow, everything's going to respawn again. But whether uh, whether or not you also mean like bright hoof, I guess, or like areas that I should have more, yeah. yeah areas that should have like more of a, a population to them. I didn't really, I didn't find it too dead. I kind of know what you mean. But, um, yeah, I feel like it definitely would have been nicer to have more. I think that, again, is like the cyberpunk problem of having too many, uh, too much take up the area would, would like oh, slow down okay. the game mentally. So they don't want to right, have too many right. things running around. Because you've already right, got right, like right. a game that has so many things flying around the screen. You don't want to have too much more on top of that for it to have to load. So that's probably what they were, what they were trying to do. They're just trying to save on, on load capacity, essentially memory and all that yeah, they don't want to yeah. blow up your xbox <laughs> <laughs> um the, so the greater are good jay, the greater are good the, the other good. thing on that jay was um i did think that 
Like, I'm not expecting a work of art from Borderlands NPCs, but I'm pretty sure every single side character was the same fucking character. Yes, I, there was even a couple of times. I think I actually think it might have been on purpose. I think this was like a thing that's almost like a, a meta thing where like it was almost br- like breaking the fourth wall. I think there even might have been some dialogue that one character had that even like said, I know it are like the same character as every other one that you've met before, but it doesn't really right, matter. Right, right. Like, I think they even spoke about it in the game. So I think they, yeah, they I it's deliberate bit. somewhat, but I, yeah, I kind of, I think there literally was like three side missions where the main character was a woman that looked the same as the last two times you did that mission or like did other missions that were like, it's it just the same woman face just with like a different hairstyle. Right. Like there's a, there's a mission where you've got a, like uh, there's two metal bands. Do you remember that one? Yeah, and like the yeah. female, one of the female characters in that is the same female face that's on like two or three other females that used to do other side yeah. people, just with a different hairstyle. Are you talking about the one with the side, the bald side head, like head, and then the mark on her? No, no, I think she had like a bandana on or something. Okay, yeah, sure, I can't sure, even remember sure. at this point, but yes, I think it's fairly intentional. I think it was just to make the game come out quicker. Oh, yeah, they didn't definitely. want to spend too much time on details that didn't necessarily matter too much. You know, that was one of the but things like, you could sort of cut, and it wouldn't be too wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, it's not te- like I say; these are all like it's, I mean, the infantry's bad, but the rest of the stuff's not terrible, right? But like, that's the sort of thing I would have. Th- I I feel like if they spent another month on the game, it could have really elevated the game, basically. Yeah, I, like you say, opinion. I don't think they made this game for quality purposes. They made it for for money purposes. I also right. think this game probably hasn't been in development as long as you think. Well, I just funny you say that, Jay. I looked at the creative director's LinkedIn profile earlier, and it said for this project as creative director, it started two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I actually think this game might have been even in been been in pre-production just before COVID, and then COVID happened, and then everything else. But I think also another reason why the quality might not be as good as some places because I think even in the end credits says. This game was entirely made at home right. by all of our developers. Right. Like none, this game, this game never made it to the office. Right? Can you believe that? That's insane. This game was entirely made from the homes of developers. So it was made all on their home PCs, which I guess is the same as being in the office. It's just not in a. Yeah, there's less of a collaborative um, type thing. Like the communication isn't quite the same. Right. There's a, there's a distance. There's like a uh, a separation there you know where you're you not think, able to communicate as well do you think we'll see a, a, a change in quality or, or we have seen a change in quality because of that different yeah we've seen today? it in multitudes of games already any game that's come out in the last year has all been covid related yeah. oh no 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 what i mean is like so for instance i don't think you can tell that elden ring might have been made from home right some of it but i feel like you might be able to tell Wonderlands was kind of made from home. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I'm going to compare this to like movies that have been made recently. There's a lot of movies you can tell that were made during COVID just because of their, that you could see the potential in the movie, but it didn't quite get there. And I feel like you can definitely notice that in some games. Yeah, Wonderlands is probably one of the most ones I've seen recently where it's like, oh, you can tell this game wasn't probably made in the office. It was probably made at home. Right. Probably with a little bit less care taken, maybe. Or, yeah, like, kind of less collaboration on the yeah. day-to-day and stuff like that. Like, they had a Monday morning energy. meeting, and then that was it for right. the week, and then right. they sort of figured it out, you know? It's kind of what it right. feels like, yeah. I feel like a little, little bit lackluster in some areas. I feel like there's one thing oh, you're also... missing, but I'm not sure if you're going to bring it up yet. What's that, sorry? There's a... In the bank, and sometimes in your inventory, 
um, you do, none of the pictures for the guns load. I have had that a couple of times. No, it's it's not What's even like a couple. It's every time. Oh. I haven't had my bank wall load up with a single picture for like ages. Oh my god. I think I might get like three load and then the rest just don't load. So it's bad. We can just say bugs in general for this maybe. Yeah, there's just a bit more bit more uh, less polish on this in general than there would be probably on a main main Borderlands game. Yeah. Especially since they've been in gold for about a month. But I will say um board, most Borderlands games tend to be at this level of quality for the first month or two anyway. It's just that me and you haven't noticed because we tend to come to Borderlands games way after they release most of the time. Borderlands 3 definitely was a little bit rougher on the edges when it first came out. But they fixed so it fairly thoughts... quickly. Actually. Yeah, they did. So what are your thoughts on these glitches and bugs then, Jade? For this one in particular, like, are you are you frustrated with it that it's in the game? Are you like, oh, look, it'll get patched out? or More of like a less less angry, more of a disappointed type thing. Mm. Yeah, I'm not angry at you, I'm disappointed. It's more of yeah, like this sure. could have this this feel like, I feel like this could have been resolved sooner rather than later, but for some reason it's not. I feel like they they're already caring more about balance than they are about like actual issues in the game. Like they've already nerfed and buffed weapons when they should just be fixing things that are broken. The game, right? What the fuck are you doing? Why are you worried about exportation? Fucking when priorities. Get the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the priorities are way off right now. I don't understand why. It might even be that they don't realise that some of these bugs are happening. It is a bit worrying, Jay, that they can be so on it for Borderlands 3, and then like you say, it's a bit like, what's going on, guys? Because we need a working game here. I mean, the game works, it's just it doesn't, it's not as, uh, it's probably at like an 80% or 85% rather than a 95 or 100. So it's close, but no cigar type situation, you know? Like it works, well, I mean, it's fine. mean, you're putting but... so much time into it, right? We need a, ideally we need a, a, a polished product, right? <laughs> I feel like the standard for a lot of media nowadays is um, almost like how a lot of journalism works in uh, get it out quick and not correct. Right. That makes sense. Like most journalism yeah, yeah, now, yeah, they yeah. don't tend to... Um, Spell check. Yeah, they, they don't tend to uh, resource or just source check or anything. It's like they'll just say anything regardless of whether it's true or not and then for media it's get it out there regardless of whether it's finished or not it's kind of where we're at right now and it's kind of a bit like you know is this because if, if this becomes a trend and we're going to see a massive decline in quality of games over the next couple of years but like, i'm sure there's another reason pro probably because of like the next gen i imagine people aren't as used to it so it might not be coming through as as uh, crisp or as quality or you know as uh, well oiled as previous generations of uh, of engines because people have obviously had more time with previous engines than they have with the new ones so mm. that's probably what it is it's just new equipment new software new hardware still getting used to it i'm sure there's i'm sure there's like a load of variables that collaborate to become the reason why the quality has gone down in some instances but there's definitely there's an ebb and a flow like there's quality massive um increase in other in some places but you know massive decrease in others where it should just be sort of they're almost like trying to balance themselves out so i think eventually they'll come back to where they should be that's the hope but yes wonderland is sort of like us seeing us you know a tip in the scales as it were i'm just looking at my list oh jay the other thing was um the music, I really like the over the overworld theme. 
Mm-hmm. But the music didn't quite hit as hard as it did for me for Borderlands 3. So I'm trying to remember just... why. Was there a good music in Borderlands 3? I can't even remember. Oh, dude, Borderlands 3 music is sick. Okay. I feel like the music is fine in Wonderlands, but yeah, I don't think anything necessarily stuck out. Like, I feel like just the main theme just seems to be, like, the only thing that's really stuck out. The side quests, by the way, are um pretty great, right? Mm-hmm. Different, funny. There's quite a lot of them as well. Forty-eight in total, right? Right. Decent amount of missions, considering most of them take ten minutes, like anywhere from like maybe like five to twenty minutes to do. There's a decent chunk of time right there. You know? I feel like there wasn't as many side quests in um in Borderlands games. I'm not sure. It could be way think, out there. I think there was a. I think, but I mean, Borderlands Three is a big game. Probably right? about well, the same, but I'm not really sure. I don't know. Do you know what's funny, Jay? In my mind, Borderlands 2 is almost as big as Borderlands 3, but I'm not sure if that's the case. I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to look at it with a fine-tooth comb. You yeah, but dude, Borderlands 2... Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, the last thing, Jay, for me uh, was... I think I was looking for a slight... Overall, looking for slightly more of a reinvention or a bit more of a bombastic time we definitely had those moments we had like it's good it's great i just think there's just a bit too many symptoms here of a typical cash cow as i talked about so for instance we just found out we can't duel each other which is something you could do in borderlands one we found out that well the enemy variation for me lacked a bit um you know, for instance, like I've been killing skeletons and or zombies and or serpents for like ever. Yeah, uh, I can actually agree conflict. with you there. But they are they are fixing that I think in um in the new DLC. I think there's supposed to be a bunch of new enemy types. I could be wrong. Okay. Could be very wrong. I think it might just be this much the same as what we already have, but yes, I I, I know where you're coming from. Or well, it felt like that in previous Borderlands, but it's I feel like we've just had a bunch of new enemies, but they're just recycling the same enemies over and over again. Because mm. there's only really like this. there's skeletons, there's sharks, there's zombies, and there's crabs. mushrooms, right? And crabs. That's pretty much it. Which is fine. Like it works. It's just yeah, I understand because it's such a small game, you tend to see a lot more of the same things over and over again. And especially in yeah. the end game, I've seen them a lot more than you have. You should think <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably a lot more sick of them than you are. So. And then I think the most glaring omission is um, no new game plus. No Vault Hunter or true Vault Hunter mode on launch. Yeah, I think it's because that they're trying, they're expanding the end game rather than concentrating on the campaign. I think that's why. That is true. Because if you had a new game plus, the end game would then not exist for another 20 hours, right? So you kinda, right. Unless you like allow them to keep going with the end game, but I don't really see the point, honestly. I feel like right. the, this this game has a lot more emphasis on the end game loop, and then such a less emphasis on the campaign. Campa- campaign is such a small thing to do with this, you know. It doesn't really. I feel like, well, it feels like I it doesn't would matter. Say it's small. I would say it's smaller. Smaller. Okay. Yes, I agree. Does that not? I know that suits you, Jay, in your playstyle. It does. But, that's but I understand. A yeah. Shame. Yeah, because like, you know. Yeah, Endgame's great, but it is more repetitive than the campaign. Yeah, it should be more about the journey than the uh, than the uh, destination. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I I really enjoyed Borderlands Three post post Endgame. Um, mm. 
and and I, I assume I'll like Wonderlands, but you know, ask me another thirty hours from now. You know, you know what I mean. So we'll see. Um, that's pretty much where I'm at. About thirty or forty hours ahead of you. So, <laughs> so any any other sort of issues that you want to bring up, Jay, with the game or things you didn't uh, like? Not necessarily. I'm sort of at the point now where I'm just sort of like waiting for the next thing, you know. Mm. Waiting for the next sort of content. Yeah, I think we'll probably just do the updates with DLCs on the normal show as like a topic or an interlude, perhaps. Yeah, um, the first one comes, I think, in two weeks, less than two weeks. End of April. April twenty-first, I think. Really, crikey! I think yeah, I think the idea was so this. Wonderlands came out the twenty fifth of March, and yeah, I think April twenty fifth or twenty first is when the, the first DLC comes out. Less than a month. So even after. now, Jay, I'm like, don't release the DLC, fix the game. <laughs> is what I'm thinking. I think they're just trying to like get as much out of it as they can sooner rather than later. Sure. I think sure. because they know the game is smaller, that they want people to be able to like have something ready already. That's probably why they're not fixing too much, just because they're still working on polishing up the DLC. True. So once the DLC is out, maybe they'll actually start to fix things. I hope or so. Or maybe in the next two weeks before the DLC comes out, they'll have fixed a bunch of stuff. I mean, they've, they've hotfixed at least once a week for the last two weeks, so maybe we'll hopefully get two more hotfixes in between now and then. If not more, I don't know. But overall, I think we both had a great... I think we're both actually... I actually think we're both to... Well, for me, I reckon I'm going to have it as much, if not more, fun in the next 10 20 hours than i did in the previous 10 20 hours because although i love the campaign and i love playing wonderlands and i feel like my build's great obviously i'm about to play with jay and ask him those questions about legendaries and end game and stuff and that's quite exciting for me mm. jay what about you what how do you how do you feel about overall closing thoughts shall we say um yeah this this honestly i think the bet the best comparison i can make is it to being like a destiny game in that um campaign is uh, you know smaller and that there's more of an emphasis on the end game I do like that um, but I feel like that's probably what they're trying to go for and what they're trying to set how they're trying to separate themselves from borderlands is that borderlands cares more about the actual journey rather than the destination and this one more is more about the destination than the journey um, do you think that's part I think of that's a probably a good of, idea do you think that's a symptom of you know the current gaming meta um, industry yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. no, that's definitely a symptom of that. But uh, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I think time will tell. We'll have to do an update on that, I think. We'll see where we're at in like a six months to a year and see if uh, see if things have changed, you know. Sounds good. Still, still plenty of time left to figure things out. Do you think all the DLC will be out by the end of this year? I'm not sure, really. So I think know. we'll probably get the first DLC, obviously, April. Uh, May, June, July. We'll probably get the next one in September, and then maybe oh, one bro. in January. Quicker than that. I don't maybe know. Like July, August, surely. You don't think? August, I don't know. Maybe they'll release one every three months, every two months. I'm not sure. It just depends on what style of DLC they want to do and how much they've already done. Sure. Because uh, I think it took a year for the the entirety of the first lot of DLC for Borderlands, right? Yeah, and then the second lot it took they released one every four months I think three or four months something like that yeah. actually I think it was yeah, four yeah, months because yeah. there was only three bits of DLC for the second year I think um, it was only two to be only fair only two okay well there you go yeah it just depends on how much we do. I still don't think we know how many they're releasing for 
Wonderland. So again, a time will tell. Sure. We'll update people on that. These are uh, the initial. Like you literally finished it like a couple hours ago. So. I did. <laughs> Very fresh for you. I did. I did. But I'm looking for. I'm really looking forward to to doing it, playing it with you. So. Um, yeah, I'm actually curious how much longer you're going to last. No, no, you, Jay, you, you underestimate me because uh, well. you forget there's that achievement, and I think oh, I'm that's not going to have. Yeah, I'm not going to. It's going to take a long time. It's going to yeah, take so well over hundred hours. Well over hundred. For those who don't know, um, obviously I like achievements. If you listen to the show, uh, Jay's got every achievement apart from the heart. Well, technically two, but one of the achievements is to get all the other achievements. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, um. Jay's last achievement is to get all of the inventory upgrades, and so there's a lot of them. If you don't, yeah, so Borderlands Three, when it launched, the inventory upgrades were all quite accessible, um, at least at Endgame. Yeah. Uh, with this Wonderland, they then put in more post Endgame, right? They put in like something ridiculous, like thirty-five bank, uh, um, slots you can put, like upgrades you can get, and then with Wonderlands, they decided to put that in launch. So basically, we've got a lot of saving up to do, in short. Yeah, a lot of chaos runs, a lot of selling of junk. Right. Marking all that every time. Yeah. Like, literally, we're going to be marking thousands. All I'm looking for is an RT. Mark everything in your backpack as junk. I mean, is that really that fucking hard? Well, maybe mark everything that's, like, of a certain rarity, I think, would probably be better. Mate. I just you don't want to mark like, any legendaries unless you don't want them anymore. You know? I just feel like considering Borderlands came out in I want to say two thousand and nine. Yeah, that right. Why haven't Why haven't they Why haven't they evolved that system? You know what I mean. That's That's what I mean. Probably because they want you to spend more time on the game, and obviously you get to spend more time if you're trying to uh, mark every bit of junk. I don't appreciate it. It's like a developer thing. I don't. I imagine. I don't know. Thank you, Jay, for joining me. I'm glad we finally did the special. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't how I imagined it, but I'm glad we did it. Okay. About as, as in much late. I, I just mean late. <laughs> I just thought, I thought it would be like a Friday afternoon, and we'd be both like, "Oh my god!" Ah. No, I think okay. we're 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 adults. You know, we don't need to be like crazy about stuff like that anymore. I don't think we can be no, calm, cool, and collected. You know. Yeah, sure. Keep it cool. Keep it cool, Rodney. Keep it cool. Is it Rodney or is it uh, Trevor or something? I can't remember. You know, you know the when he leans on the bar. All right, all right, guys. We're gonna have to go because Jay's gonna pass out and I'm gonna pass out. So ring. Um... Ring. <laughs> what is this? I'm doing the Elden Ring emote. Oh, okay. Ring. Um. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed. Um, probably, if if you're not bothered about getting Wonderlands, wait till it's on sale. It's a good game. It's a great game, actually. So um, if you like Borderlands, you'll have a great time. Um, so yeah, so I hope you enjoyed our thoughts. We are going to be playing it. Play the DLCs as they come out. We'll update you when we play them. We've both got the season pass, so don't worry about that. We'll see you hopefully next week for the normal show. I'm getting back on top of the back catalogue as of recording this, so we'll see what happens. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Sleep well.